You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. Live from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, it's SE Gurus. Rainmaker. What is a rainmaker? Webster's defines a rainmaker as a person whose influence can initiate progress or ensure success. SC Guru's Rainmaker comes to you each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing you some of the biggest rainmakers on the world wide web. Our guests will include major search engine executives, payment processors, advertising executives, and an array of sales and marketing pros. We invite you to join your host, Darren Pappen, also known as SE Guru, and his beautiful co-host, Brandy. SE Guru is the foremost authority on search engine optimization and is taught at conferences worldwide. Brandy is an expert in business development, public relations, and sales and marketing. Together, they bring you Rainmaker, a true crossover platform for mainstream and high-competition webmasters alike. Log into the chat, kick back, and get ready to open yourself up to a new generation of webmaster radio. It's SE Guru and Brandy, and you're listening to Rainmaker. Uh, That's right, everybody. It is Thursday. What is today, honey? (laughs) It's September the 7th, and your microphone's not on, uh, is it? Are you there? Uh, no, no, I don't hear you. No, she's not there. She's not there, but that that's that's just the way a woman should be, right? Seen and not heard. <laughs> oh, there you go, there you go. So so we'll get Mr. Producer to come over here and, and, and help because uh, Brandy's sitting there going, Huh? <laughs> uh, well, there you go, folks. We'll we'll try and get get her mic uh, situated here. Uh, I want to welcome everybody to tonight's uh, edition of, of Rainmaker. Um, we we have uh, we have a fantastic guest lined up uh, tonight, and um, you you wanted to do the setup for this. Well, you know what? Here, here right, why don't you just walk right over here? You know, I. I don't mind you. I don't mind you coming over here and sitting in my lap. That's 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 fine. We can do that. Why you don't like me leaning across? Oh, my voice just drops like oh, eighteen yeah. octaves when I do this. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go. There she goes. You know what they say if the dress rehearsal sucks, the performance is a hit. Thanks, Mr. Producer. Well, okay. they, they they were over there rewiring her right right before the show. Anyway, <laughs> Rewind, so. I got a short circuit. Honey, did you did you at least close the hood after they were done? As I speak into my phallic symbol. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you. there you have it, folks. We want to welcome you to the chat room tonight. Um, as Brandy finally joins the, the the conversation, honey, what do we have on ha- have on tap tonight? What we have on tap is a really cool, slim drink of high tonic by the name of Tim Bratton. Actually, you know, this is such an interesting, interesting story. I'm actually slightly embarrassed. I pretended when I when I got his bio that. Um, it was his resume being tendered to be our CEO. Um, we have, I have to say, we have had more people on this show who are true sellouts. And what do they do? They sell out and they work for the man. Right. So tonight, I think our conversation should really focus on, Tim has got an amazing background in so many different areas. He's accomplished so much. He's sold numerous companies for millions upon millions of dollars. And now he is, I believe, what most people work their butts off to be a man of leisure who doesn't need to be you know he can do what he wants he can be a man of leisure or he can go out and and follow his passions which he has many so tonight we're going to uh pursue the passions of tim indeed indeed and then and then towards the end of the show Uh we're we're tim's going to join us because uh he's uh he's he's going to join us on the beaches in uh in the grill at the, at the at the end of next week. So we're we're gonna we're gonna pick up the phone and we're gonna call Naughty Dread. That's right, Naughty Dread. Our our local Rasta. Our local Rasta who is uh, handling, um, you know, he's our ground handler. We have a handler again, honey. And uh, <laughs> love to be handled. We got handled at Google, and now we're getting handled in the grill. We'll have to ask him about the goats. Apparently, he, I think he he 
he got some goats for oh, us. Oh, but I thought sure. he thought I thought he said, "Oh, no good can come of a goat." Uh, yeah, well, you know, I think he was. I, I I think he ultimately thought it was funny. Why don't we do this? Let's uh, let's go run and take a quick commercial break, folks. <laughs> Let Brandy get her notes in front of yeah, her she, that she so carefully like, wrote. Ah, when, <laughs> when when we come back, Tim Brad. Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break. Friendfinder. Friendfinder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as passion.com and fastcupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friendfinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. With over 30,000 clients and eight years of experience, West Host is not your basement hosting company. Starting at $3.95 a month, West Host offers the lowest price virtual private server technology in the industry, yet they don't sacrifice their world-class data center or superior 24-7 client support. Sign up at westhost.com today and get the hosting technology and real support your business needs at prices you can't find from other hosts. Westhost.com. That's westhost.com. W-E-S-T. HOST.com. When you expect more from your web host. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienose.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genienose has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm And hey, Mac, we're here for you too. Back to Rainmaker, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> She's having issues again. <laughs> well, folks, I want to welcome you back to, uh, to this edition of Rainmaker. Um, Tim, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you doing, Darren? Well, you know what? Uh, you're you're doing better than Brandy is right now. <laughs> at least I have audio. <laughs> yeah, at least you have audio. Br- Br- Somebody needs to crank her microphone up. Br- there, there she goes. Here I am. Hey, Tim. She, hey, Brandy. How are you? Uh, it's great to hear your voice. She comes it's r- nice to hear your voice. Yes. Although I've been listen- hearing, hearing it all day. I've been listening to you guys all day. Ah, we love that. Are you an at WMR junkie? Um, I don't know if I'm a junkie yet, but I certainly like listening to you guys. Yeah. I have the potential to be a junkie. Yeah, there you yeah, go. And, and, and absolutely, the, uh, the silky, sexy, <laughs> sultry, Suze. sizzled voice of uh, Miss Susan. Yeah. Oh. She, absolutely. She, she did, did a great job. Yeah, she really yeah. did. For those of you that don't know, um, although you should know, Tim Bratton, uh, on top of being a legend in his own time, is also married to the extremely venerable, high-powered... Um, stupendous Susan Bratton. You guys really are. I mean, talk about like brainy and... The dynamic duo. Oh, my God. Like brainy and beautiful. 
Uh, <laughs> Marvel in the past have accused us of being a Silicon Valley power couple. There you go. I, I can see that. Let's, Absolutely. Let's go back. Let's go back though. For people that aren't familiar with you, and and we'll we'll weave Susan in and out because you know what she is so much a part of your life that she can't not be included here. I agree. Although tonight's focus is absolutely on you. Where do you come from? Like, what, what fired up your belly as a kid? Uh, so I've always been a geek. I've always loved technology and electronics. And I was one of those kids who was always taking things apart. You know, if, if a gadget broke, I would rip it apart and try and figure out how it worked. And then I invariably had all kinds of extra little gadget parts and would try and put something new together. So you made so things I work? I was that geeky kid. But you made things work without all the parts in them? Sometimes. That's very... That's, Sometimes they just blew up. That's very impressive. Now, was this something you did? As, <laughs> that's okay. At least you tried. So is this something you, you really did on your own, or was it sort of um, necessity as a mother of invention because was, was your father this way as well? No, it was mostly me. You know, I had some classes when I got the chance in high school to take classes in electronics or uh, go to the library and get books on how things would work. But, you know, my heroes were guys like Steve Jobs, yeah. And Bill Gates, you know, and I wanted to be like them. But that like at was age nine? A little later. You know, earlier on, it was just something that fascinated me, the, the way electronics worked and hooking up speakers and, you know, making things Come do life, things that right. were interesting. Wow, very cool. Okay, so then, you know, that, so it sounds like, I mean, you've really done a natural progression throughout your whole life, which is so interesting, because most people we talk to sort of like went to dentistry school. <laughs> yeah. And then said, I really don't looking at like, yeah, looking like at the I inside of this. someone's mouth. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, sort of created a relationship <laughs> and found themselves elsewhere. So this has been a passion your whole life. And I understand. So you went to college in San Diego to begin with, correct? I did. You know, actually, I thought that, well, I didn't start in San Diego. I started at uh, Cal Poly Pomona and uh, joined a fraternity and ultimately had to transfer because I was having so much fun in the fraternity. I wasn't getting much homework done. <laughs> so I transferred down to San Diego, and I, I thought I would spend a lot of time surfing down there. Ah. But unfortunately, I had to do a lot of homework, and I spent a lot of time working in the computer lab. And I remember at one point, it was probably you know yet another Friday night at 2 o'clock in the computer lab, and I was there, and I looked at all the other people. Unfortunately, they were mostly guys. It was you know mostly like 98, 99% guys in my engineering class at UC San Diego. And I looked around and I said, these are the guys I'm going to be competing with. And if I want to be the best engineer in the world, I'm going to have to spend the rest of my life, you know, until 2 o'clock in the morning, cranking away code in my cubicle. Wow. And at that point, I thought, I want to do something else. I want to do something different related to technology, but not necessarily just writing code all the time. Because now, why did you think that's what you had to do? Was that because of what you enjoyed or basically what, that's what yeah. they offered in college? Oh, I, I like technology. You know, I always like technology. But it wasn't until I was just about to graduate that I realized that that was a base for me, a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to be put in the box. It wasn't where I was going to end up. Were you a gamer? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What'd oh. you play? What'd you play? Well, this was a long time ago. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> but what, what, come on. I'm, I'm curious. I, I was... um, so I'm trying to remember. You know, at, at that time, it was things like uh, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Uh, Pac-Man, of course. Yeah. Centipede. Yeah. Uh, man, what were they? Pinball. I, I like pinball, too. Okay. Space Invaders? Space uh, Invaders, Or definitely. Asteroids. Which one? Asteroids or Space Invaders? Asteroids. Ah, there we go. Okay. All right. Just check Look, it's another oh, Bond. Yeah. <laughs> there were some others. What was that one where you were spiraling around with all the, uh, they had some very rudimentary 3D graphics, like geometric shapes, and you would spiral around in that thing. It was like Vector, Vectorous, or something really? like that. That was one of my favorites. It was a circular control. Uh, I don't remember that one. Firing button. I don't remember that one. That that, that what sounds was like it? absinthe on a Friday night. I, I don't, I don't uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no joke, no joke. Yeah, that's interesting uh, because you know, um, uh, like I kind of, I you know, I kind of look at myself as a technology geek as well. You know, growing up, and you know, I was off into. Um, you know, trying to write um, games in, in basic and, you know, um, very, very, you know, rudimentary stuff, but, you know, geeky stuff. 
Like, I Absolutely. loved it. I loved it. I, I just, you know, dig my hands into that sort of stuff, you know? Look at this. The boys are still bonding. I love that. Don't make me oh, come over I wanted to go back to the intro. That uh, was a very complimentary intro. You guys are so nice. Thank you very much. But it's not true. Actually, I work very hard. No, I no, wish no. I were totally a man of leisure, but no, I actually work quite a bit. Oh, can I tell no, you? No, no, that, yeah, but you know what? See, you, isn't that interesting how people here, now, yeah. now mind you, I actually had this pseudo written out, which I never do for anyone, and right. then the, we had a little incident with a microphone, so my notes <laughs> sort of went, went to hell, and I had these chosen words. It's interesting how people hear what they want to hear. I said you could be a man of leisure. That's right. But you are the consummate inventor and always moving forward. Oh, uh, thank you. Okay. Ah. Yeah. We can play that back, and if that's not what I said, I'll, I'll, I can have the boys. I can we'll, have we'll, the boys. You know, we'll edit it, edit in, it like in two seconds. No, but, but seriously, that's what I said, and that's what I think is so cool is you don't have to work for the man, but you follow your passions and you put yourself in a position. From what I understand, and I really want us to get into this tonight with our listeners of doing what everyone's wanted to do. You've sold companies. You've done stuff that you can feel really proud of yourself. Great accomplishments, and you've taken cash. And you don't have to work for the man. And that's really cool. But you've also, through all of your experiences, realized what it is that you truly love and you can pursue those passions, that passions. Well, well let, let, let's take a look here. You, you've got a Master's of Business Administration from Santa Clara University and a Bachelor of Science uh, and Electrical Engineering from the University of California, San Diego. What, what made you choose those schools and, and um, go that direction? So UC San Diego was because it was close to the beach, and it had a good engineering school. And there actually, as I'm thinking back on it, I remember I wanted to be in silicon design. Yeah. Because in the mid-'80s, chips were very important. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not really where so much of the new innovation happens today. But, uh, you know, back then, 20 years ago, you know, chips were, were critical to the development of technology. Right. And there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. And I remember I wanted to go to UCSD because they allowed me as an undergraduate student to fabricate wafers. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make chips. Now, who so are you I, making these chips? All right, so I'm confused. Did they have some sort of an arrangement with some of the tech companies to produce these things? How? Do, how, how why would, or were, oh, were, were you oh looking no. at R&D? <laughs> R&D. So this, remember, this was 20 years ago. Yeah. So the technology was not very advanced at that point in terms of making basic wafers. We would go to the basement. There was a lab down there, and you would actually cut out this red plastic material. It's called a rubyleth. You would lay out a circuit on the rubyleth, and then you would shrink it down and shrink it down and actually mask it onto a wafer and then use these really nasty chemicals to create areas that would conduct and areas that would resist inside the wafer. Really? We're talking at like the, you know, 10 micron level. <laughs> and today, chips are, you know, a half a micron or a third of a micron. So wow. the technology has advanced quite a bit since then, but that's, that's rather technical. So, so uh, at what point, because you definitely dove into the music scene. I did. At what point, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at at what you were were doing in school. At what point did did the music become important to you? You know, I always that, liked that music. effort. You know, and my first startup in 1990 here in Silicon Valley was a PC sound card company, and I learned a lot about audio and how audio works, how digital audio works. And I also met a lot of really good engineers. And then over the years, developed this bigger and bigger network of guys that were very plugged in, knew about audio, knew about digital compression and different techniques for managing audio. And actually was one of the engineers working on the MP3 standard for MPEG video compression, back when it was uh, MPEG-1. And I worked on the audio layer. So I knew about MP3, and then in 1998, these first MP3 players came out. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. You know, it's combining a lot of these things that I, I know are going to be a big deal. And I actually first started the company to do Internet radio. And I'm looking right now at the Webmaster Radio <laughs> Client with this banner ad in there. Yeah. And if I... If I go back, I do have some old designs of the original Tune 2 radio client. Really? And it, it essentially was a place for a banner ad, 
and then some controls, some presets. You guys need presets in here, by the way. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, we're so open to any and all. access to different, different podcasts that are available. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. That was my... Yep, yep. No, hey, yeah. we're, I, we're, we're definitely it's open beta, to suggestions. And, it's <laughs> and believe yeah. me, I've been, and, I've been cracking good. I like this client. It's yeah, it's client. cool. It's a cool client. It is. But let's but, talk um, So then that, that was radio to start with. And, of course, that was uh, when the DMCA first came out, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Right. So you could get rights to play music without having to pay direct royalties to the record labels. Right. Because if it's radio, you just pay the uh, performance agencies. Right. So BMI and ASCAP and CSAC, and it's a pretty small percentage of your revenue. Mm-hmm. And the DMCA allowed that for the first time. So initially, it started off as just radio, predefined playlists. But then, you know, of course, everybody wanted to have music on demand, and the net would enable that. So that's when we started working on the, essentially what would become Rhapsody. Okay, now that that, that is, um, I mean, that that's a whole nother, that, that, that's just a monstrosity. Um, how, how, I mean, because everybody, everybody here has heard of Rhapsody. Um what was the genesis of that, really? Like, what was it when you guys sat down and said, you know, okay, granted, we have access now. It's relatively inexpensive. We can do this digitally. You know, w- you know, where, wh- what was the, you know, where was the inspiration? You know, what was it that said, hey, let's go do this service? Yeah, mostly. It's interesting. So I've talked with a lot of, a lot of inventors or a lot of people that come up with different, you know, whizzy technologies. And yeah. A lot of times they say, I just wanted it for myself. I wanted to create something really cool that I would like to use. And right on. essentially, you know, we, we wanted it to be a commercial success. But for the most part, it was myself. And then there were four other co-founders, these guys that I'd known from a previous company. And we mostly said, let's just design a system that would be so cool that would allow us to pool together all of our CDs and then, of course, listen to it whenever we want, you know, any song on demand. And ultimately, we'll talk to the record labels and get something that would allow us to listen to any song that's ever been recorded. That was the basic idea. So the concept of the celestial jukebox. But make it legal. Right. You know, about that time, that's when Napster was coming out. And I remember we were. Um, were, were you guys here. sweating? Were you sweating? Were you sweating when 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 the Napster? Uh, you know, or, or did you guys have everything really kind of eyes dotted, t's crossed, everything really covered, or were you really having to eyeball that just to see how that might impact that business model? Well, Napster definitely was having an impact on the entire industry. Sure. And we were looking at that, saying we can't believe that these guys haven't been shut down yet. Right. And that was something that it, it just felt wrong. And anybody that knew about music, that knew about copyrights, would look at that and, and they would be very careful, even if they used it. And of course, we used it to try it, to see what it was, how it was working. But it's the kind of thing where you, you just knew it was wrong. You're saying, wow, you know, I'm literally getting thousands of dollars worth of music here and nobody's getting paid. You know, this is not right. Right, which was interesting to you because that stood out like a sore thumb, which is probably what allowed you guys to go a completely different route. Exactly. Well, and plus, we just knew that we had to do something that was totally legal because we wanted to get the license from the record labels. And, right. and get you know, the record labels, for the most part, are run by lawyers. Mm-hmm. And you have to do things, you know, according to the letter of the contract or the letter of the law, if you want to work with them. And you successfully negotiated. I mean, weren't you, you were the first company ever to negotiate with all the top-level record labels. That was after we'd uh, sold, so that there was my little startup company. We sold that to Listen.com, and then at Listen, by the time we went to Listen, then we'd already gotten approval from a lot of the record labels. They liked our security, because that mm-hmm. was one of the things that you would never get a license, if, if you're Napster, as an example. Mm-hmm. You would never get a license using MP3 audio, which was totally unsecured. Sure. You had to have something that was very secure, and most of the record labels the big ones, Sony and Universal, were working on their own security technology, and it was very secure, but complicated and difficult to use and was causing a lot of system problems on people's computers, like their computers would crash and it would like, get down deep into their operating system, into Windows, and would cause a lot of problems. So we wanted to come up with something that was very secure, yet would be very easy for the customer, essentially transparent 
to the customer. So it looked like streaming, but it was really a download. Ah, very interesting. Okay, so I'm going to actually stop you in mid-thought. Yeah. Because what I'm really interested in is this. When I, my perception of you is you're one of the few people who is a right and left brain thinker. And what I'd like to do, because right now we're talking about you really getting in the thick of all of your successes. But I want to talk about you as an engineer. You know, you go to school, you realize this is great, but I want to do more than coding. What was it like to go out and launch that first startup? How did it feel? Was it scary to go out on your own? What were the stepping stones you took to get there? What are your strengths? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good question. Let me think about that a second. <laughs> Brandy just took a hard left. Yeah. So the first startup, yeah, the first startup I had, um, I had written, a, so I was at National Semiconductor as I got my, my job at a chip company. Mm-hmm. And I had written myself a plan that I wanted to finish my MBAs. And I think you asked earlier about my choice of Santa Clara University. Uh, I chose Santa Clara because it was near National Semiconductor mm-hmm. in San Jose, in the San Jose area. And I was working full-time and then commuting at night to take my MBA courses. Wow, and I'd you. written myself a plan that I was going to finish my MBA okay. and then do a startup. Oh. But as happened sometimes, I had an opportunity to do the startup before I was done with my MBA. And that was because I was working on MPEG at the time. I was part of the MPEG Standards Committee. Mm-hmm. And I'd highly advise that if, if somebody is thinking about, you know, breaking out of their current position, whatever that might be, work in a standards committee because you'll get exposed to the new technology three years before it becomes a product. Excellent. And you can become an expert in that area before anybody else even really knows that that is about to be something that's going to be important. Now, sometimes the standards don't pan out and nothing comes of them, but in the case of MPEG, that was a lucky break for me. I was part of that MPEG standards committee. Okay, so that, so that, was, your, that was your turning point, and you, what, what happened when you were there? You created a relationship with someone, it, an idea sparked in your head that you said, oh my God, I need to take and run with this now? I was working on a, a new chipset proposal within National, and it was for an MPEG chipset, and somebody saw it, a vice president saw it there, and he said, hey, you know, National's going to take five years to decide to do this. Why don't you go off with me and we'll go start a company? And I knew of this guy, and he had done a couple of companies before. So I said, well, you know, let me, let me tweak a new business plan for you. I'll come up with one. And then I handed it off to him. And a couple of weeks later, he says, hey, I can get this funded. You know, why don't, why don't we quit and go off and start this new company? Okay. So and-, and that was about two years before, you know, my my five-year plan said I was supposed to leave, and, but the opportunity looked good, and I was very excited about the technology, and I trusted this guy at the time. Okay. So then I said, okay, let's do it. Rock on. So you so did. I, so how long from him, him, you know, pulling the proposal and saying, let's do this offline, to yeah. you leaving and getting funded? Yeah. So I think I met him for the first time in May of 1990. And I quit my job on, I think it was July 1st, 1990. Wow. So maybe like two months. Okay, okay. And, and now, interesting, how long did you and him stay in relationship? Well, so that was MediaVision. So that was the company I started in 1990, the PC sound card company. Okay. Cool. We started doing video, but the market wasn't ready. And so then we said, well, hey, let's look around and see what else is out there. Let's be flexible and come up with a product that we think will be successful. And then did the sound cards which turned out to be an unbelievably good choice for us because the market took off. And uh, we started the company in 1990. 1991, we did $7 million in sales. 92, we did $70 million and went public. Wow. 1993, we did $200 million. 1994, we went bankrupt. <laughs> you know, you, you went through like that full spectrum of emotions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Muzzle tough. So let me, what, what it was your, I mean, because when I look at this, when I look at your resume, thank you for tendering your resume with us, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll negotiate you, with you on your, your dollar fifty. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, but, but truly, truly, what, what role, like what's your strongest role within a company? Coming up with new ideas. Okay, how about doing, a- doing the things that nobody else thinks are possible and figuring out how to make it happen. I, I mean, just kind of look in uh, bird's eye view because, you know, folks, before the show started, I got on the phone with Tim and, and you know, I've known Tim for a little while now, but, but not, uh, 
I, I, I really haven't had time to kind of delve into what Tim does. So I, I, I took, you know, a really good look into, you know, this, uh, this, this very impressive bio. And I, I was like, no, wow. It's a resume. Y- it's yeah. a resume. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I, you know, I, I, I look at this and, and, you know, t- Tim, it's, it's quite accomplished. I would look at you and call you like uh, chief innovation officer. That would be good. Some, usually what I've been ending up doing uh, is uh, if I start a company, I usually will get it going and then work on some new group. We'll call it you know, strategic yeah. marketing or uh, yeah. something like that. It's never been called chief innovation officer, but that, that would probably work. Yeah, but I'm looking through here, Tim, and quite honest, because we've never had anyone on, I don't think, and don't get overly flattered. Just, <laughs> I, I was just stating it like I sees it, which is really kind of crazy. I'm looking at, not at the moment, but I'm looking at your resume, and it's like, you know, created business plan, you know, did the sales, you know, created the market strategy, blah, blah. I mean, like, yeah, but they're you working really on standards as well. He's kind of, you know, kind of like jack of all trades well, in there. Saying. Yeah, because most people who are big idea type people aren't that great at executing. Or people that are great at, at conceptualizing stuff, you know, from like more of a, whatever. Creative people normally aren't that great at executing. I'm going to stereotype right now. So now you're creative, but, you know, you're, you're that, it's like that right and left brain thing again, which is so very interesting. And it sounds to me like you're, you're have you ever been afraid? <laughs> you had to have been afraid. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there, there are times when, Things are, are just not going right, and no matter what you do, it's just not good enough. And, you know, at that point, you begin to question. You say, am I doing the right thing? Is, is this the right path? Um, I remember I came up with this, this model or this concept uh, back, back in Media Vision. I think it was 1991. This is when I first started to realize the power of, you know, that tenacity of that focus of just keep keep doing it, you know, and don't, don't allow that fear to creep in or that self-doubt to creep in, mm-hmm. that uh, we were working on, uh, it was a particular application and for the sound cards, and it felt like we were just pushing and pushing and pushing, and then at one point we pushed, and it's like the market said, okay, we're ready, and right. it just flowed. Everything was really smooth after that, and that happens again and again. You know, you need to, with, with high tech, you have to believe in your idea mm-hmm. and keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And if it's right, eventually it'll click. And you just have to wait for that timing. You just have to keep on it. So you know what? We're going we're gonna to keep on you. But before then, we're going to take a quick break, pay a little homage to our advertisers, and we'll be right back with Tim Bratton. Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break. affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. Radio.fm proudly presents Inspirational Moments by David Naylor. And this morning, yeah, we sat in the bar, I put my hand in my pocket, and there's like penis in my pocket, and I'm like, where the fuck did they come from? Oh yeah, that's put a whole bowl of fucking nuts on my head, and I'm like, dude, don't put your nuts on my head. <laughs> Tune in for more Inspirational Moments with David Naylor and Mikkel DeMint. Every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Google AdSense, how do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. 
It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. Dishy Mix, the soap opera for the Internet Society. Susan Bratton dishes up delicious news and gossip while interviewing the glitterati of the Web 2.0 world. Dishy Mix, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, only on webmasterradio.fm. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. To Rainmaker, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. All right, let's just slide right on back into the groove after we pay homage to our lovely uh, advertisers. That's a uh, word. This doesn't sound right coming out of your mouth. What's that? Lovely. Lovely. Homage, I like. Okay. Lovely just doesn't yeah. doesn't feel good in my mouth when I say it. Thinking no? of you. No. Really? Does that sound natural for him to say, Tim? Depends. Say it again. Uh, I, what I say? It, it's it's great to pay homage to our no, lovely advertisers. Nah, that's what not I, what you said. No, I don't know what the <laughs> hell I said. What did I say? What the hell did I? Here, I don't you, know what I said. You, you said lovely. Lo- lovely. Okay. All right. So <laughs> you guys are wrong. <laughs> if you sharpen that tongue, we could have some fun. Oh. Hey. Nice. <laughs> well. All right. Yeah, folks, this is, uh, we say this is a family-friendly show. I don't know. We may have to re-rate it in iTunes yet. <sighs> anyway, Tim, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, um, you know, Brandy and I, we, we were talking over the break, and we were going, oh, my God, there's just, you know, we're, we're, still, we're still digging through all this stuff that you've accomplished going, there's so much of interest to everyone who's listening tonight. There's no possible way we could get through all this. Well, so you know you're coming back. That's that's just yeah. first and foremost. Aside from the fact that you're you're married to one of our our best show hosts. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, of course, you know the 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 commercial break there, uh, little uh, dishy mix promo. Gotta love gotta love that. She she did a great job again. But yeah, l- we, appre- l- we do we appreciate her commitment to the station. In, indeed, indeed. Now now I I want to I want to focus in on on a couple things because. Uh, for those of you listening, you know, you, you've been hearing, um, you know, some of the tales of Tim talking about Listen.com and Rhapsody and uh, what was what was the, the other one you, um, what was it, Tune 2? Yeah, Tune 2. Tune 2, yeah. What Tune 2 became. Yeah, it, it, so it, just, just for the record, some of these companies and your, the acquisitions and the sales thereof, they were to the tunes of some pretty pretty large sums of money, weren't they? Yeah, the, uh, the biggest. Well, uh, I think the one that probably had the the biggest impact financially, you know, from for the largest number of people was MediaVision, which did well for a while. Yeah. At one point, I think, and that one went public, right, and was worth maybe three hundred or four hundred million on the market. I I unfortunately wow. just was a shareholder in that. You know, it was was a uh, VC-owned company. All of the companies had investors. Sure. So the investors made probably the most amount of money, and the employees, you know, made sure. made a, a good amount too. Now let me ask you this: out of out of out of this this you know impressive lineup of stuff you've done, what what is what would you say has been the wildest ride for you that you really just sunk your teeth into? You loved it. 
you felt hardcore passion for it, and it really made a difference in the industry? What was it? Oh, that's a good question. So for, for me, I, I felt equally passionate about all of them. Sure. The one that had the biggest impact on me personally was probably my first one mm-hmm. because yeah. I didn't know that these kinds of things are possible. You know, I read about it in books, but going through the IPO process, you know, literally meeting with Fidelity, pitching the company for the IPO, that was, for me, that was a, a definite high point because it was the first time. Yeah. How hard was that for you? Like how You know, hard? It, it's the kind of thing where you know, I was so focused on it and I was just so, uh, you know, it was, to me it was just going to happen and it was exciting, but there was no question that it wouldn't happen. So, and I felt prepared and, you know, it's one of those things where if you believe you know as much about it as anybody else in the world, mm-hmm. it's easy. I mean, it's easy to be passionate about it. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's the passion. And the nice thing is, too, because when you're so young and you have nothing to lose right and you you know and all it is is like you're you're the, you're embarking on life's journey you can go for those things because if it doesn't work out it doesn't matter but you don't know the word no at this point in your career exactly so you're really fortunate that you got to walk on that path you know what i mean because it wasn't like you know i, I do feel fortunate absolutely you know because it wasn't until you you know people who maybe hit you know 40 or a little bit later in life where they've had a couple of like devastations and maybe they aren't as confident in some of the choices they've made you know absolutely it, it's yeah. hard those people white knuckle it but when you when you have that kind of experience and and plus too i mean and i'm not i'm not taking away from anything that you've achieved because you had to do you know the due diligence and learning learning to uh, speak that wasn't probably natural to you when you were walk you know doing walking and talking with the banks and the venture capitalists oh yeah how yeah, I, I agree so what was like the most hmm how shall we put it what what's what's your all right so let, let's let's take it the other way then what is the one thing that you say shit i wish i did or i wish i didn't yeah i i wish i would have sold more stock earlier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, that's that's one of the things i've learned now is that i i don't sit on my stock you know and just wait for it to keep going up and up and up right because even even if you're in a great company the stock goes down at right. some point. Something will happen. Up, must right. come down. And, you know, I, I wish I would have sold Tune 2 earlier. Uh, I wish I would have sold more of my media vision stock earlier. Okay. Those, those are the things. I look back and I say, oh, yeah. You know, I look at those missed opportunities. And at the time, you say, oh, no, you know, it's going to go, you know, we're going we're to build this into a multi-billion dollar company. And, no, we can't sell. We can't sell for $100 million. That's just crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Yeah, but that's all part of life, and that's all. That's good. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, but the fact is you guys stuck it out, and you were still attached to it. Because I think that's the hardest part for sometimes when people build their businesses. Oh, you yeah. Know, you don't want it. It's like, it's like taking a child before they're too young to leave the house, perhaps. Definitely. You, you know what I'm saying? So I, I can appreciate where you're coming from. Yeah. And, and that's one of those we all can look back and say, you know, hindsight is foresight. What's the thing that when you say, like, damn, I was really ballsy, you know? Oh, like, oh yeah. Well, like, probably at the, at the bottom of the Internet bust. Uh, so this was, I mean, 2001, early 2001. All the funding had dried up. The VCs were not putting money into any new Internet startups, and especially not music startups. Mm-hmm. And we were running out of cash, and my myself and the co-founders had agreed not to take any salary. One of my co-founders, my CTO, was li- 30 years old. He was literally losing his hair. We were under so much stress. I mean, he'd come oh. in and say, Tim, I just lost another big clump of hair in the shower oh, poor this morning. Baby. And we would go talk to our employees every day, and we'd say, we made payroll last week. <laughs> we don't have enough money to make payroll next time. I can't guarantee that you guys will get paid, but please come to work and work your hardest and trust that I am going to figure out how to get you guys paid. We're going to raise more money or, you know, we're going to sell the company or we'll do something. Wow. And, you know, we had to do that week yeah. after week after week after week until we finally sold the company to Listen.com in April. So that stretch of three or four months was probably, that was the most difficult. So what was it? I mean, and, that, and that's that amazing. It looked, like, looked like a good deal, though, the, the, the Listen.com deal. Was, was that a good deal? It was. It, 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 if we would have sold, you know, a year or two earlier, it would have been a totally different deal. Right. Ah, what a shoulda, coulda. <laughs> at the time, <laughs> it was fabulous. You know, I, there were, I mean, literally, you'd go to fuckedcompany.com. Right. And 
we would see another music company go out of business yeah. almost every day. We'd just watch them fall day after day after day after day. Yeah. And nobody was getting any money. And the fact that we were able to sell an Internet music company at that like bleak, de- dark, depressing time was, uh, you know, people would come up to me and say, oh, my God, how did you do that? That's what I wanted. That was my next question. How did you do it? We had good technology. We had really good technology. So if, uh, and one of my, my patents just issued a couple of days ago that I had filed in 1999. And it was the secret sauce. Uh, I've blogged about it because I'm really proud of that patent. But uh, that was the secret sauce that allowed Rhapsody and allows Rhapsody still to deliver better quality than all the other guys that are doing streaming audio. No static, no dropouts or anything. Because they're essentially doing a download. Really? But it's not a complete download. It's only about 99% of the audio. Is it a push? Uh, sort of. Yes, okay. it's sort of like a push. Okay. But it's because it's music... Push. You've already requested it. Right. So you, you want to get the new Madonna album. Right. You know, everybody knows Susan likes Madonna. Yeah. Isn't the listening to Promono. So <laughs> get the new Madonna album, and it's, it grabs the whole thing and downloads it, puts it in the background, and then we know you're going to listen to it again, and so you just stream out the key, essentially. But the key is pretty big. Anyway, that's... More, okay. more technology. You can no, no, my, no. just Google me and then look into my blog. And I've got it here and I'll tell you something that, but that is, that's inspiring. Like you're an inventor. You know, we know that what you're doing today is, you know, you're, you're, you're pushing through patents and that is so exciting when you have a patent um, that you're able to, what's the correct word? Not publish. What's the word when you get a, a patent, a trademark for something or a patent? Yeah, it uh, it publishes. Oh, yeah. that's, that's the word. When okay. it becomes public. You sure. know, they, okay. The patent office publishes it. Oh, right. okay. That was the right word. Yeah. I'm so, so proud of myself. <laughs> that was published while I was at Burning Man. I came back from Burning Man, had this nice surprise to say, oh, fabulous. You know, another patent. Good of course, it's you. owned by Rob Glazer. So <laughs> I wish he would send me a thank you note or something. Well, you know what, Rob, if you're out there, this man deserves a thank you note or <laughs> a, a bottle of Cavassier or, or <laughs> <There you go. laughs> something. So you know what? I, I can't stay on this because we are we we're kind of winding down, but we're just beginning to wind up. Wait, we're going to do a part two on this. There's we're no, we're going to do yeah. like a part two, a part three, uh, a part right. four. <laughs> I don't care whether you want to come back or not. You're stuck with us. <laughs> and so, but I want to ask you a question on a personal yeah. note. Yeah. So your birthday is next Tuesday. Uh, it is next Tuesday. Yeah. We're going to be on a plane to Jamaica. Yeah, baby. Yeah. What a better way to spend your birthday than in anticipation? You. I love that. Yes. So what do you want for your birthday? Ah, did Susan, did Susan set you up for this? Does everything have to be about Susan? <laughs> Can I have one original question to ask here? Now, most things are about Susan. I love making things about Susan, but right now it's about you. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what, would you, what, what do you want for your birthday? Oh, my. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm blushing. Because yeah. I, I told Susan what I want for my birthday, but I'm not going to tell you guys. I might tell you in Jamaica, but there I'm not going to tell you and all the other listeners. Okay, no, no. Okay, so in that case, all right. So I'm let's about say, this, let's though. take Hold the. <laughs> Darren will be calling you in about seven minutes. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so let's take um, let, let let's take number one through six off the list of things that you want for your birthday. <laughs> what What are some of the other things that? How do you want to celebrate your birthday? Well, I, I'm very much looking forward to lounging on a beach okay. with a pina colada. Okay. Uh, yeah. Looking at a beautiful Jamaican sunset. Oh, yeah. Enjoying, you know, all the other uh, pleasures that Jamaica has to offer. <laughs> yes. Pl- 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 plenty of Jamaican pleasures. <laughs> that there are. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be a good time. Let's, let's do this. Speaking of Jamaica, why don't, we, why don't we place a call to Jamaica? Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll, we'll have um, a Rastafarian from Negril join us. How's that? Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Sit tight and don't move. Rainmaker. We'll be back after this short break. This is Reverend Jesse Jackson. Keep hope alive with Webmaster Radio. Claim the 
the fastest game in town? Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. So the big news is Google has declared war upon the entire world. They've given everybody about a week to surrender and just submit to all Google myths. There is a summary that Gary's put up there from the New York Times. I thought, though, really the best line of this was apparently that one of the groups that's against this was saying, look, we don't think this, this is going to increase sales of books, what you're doing, Google. And all it's really going to likely to do is make people go to the library and start checking out books more. And then Google's general counsel replies, horrors. <laughs> we can't have people going to the library. The Daily Searchcast with Danny Sullivan. Tuesday through Friday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Admit it, you've been working way too hard this year. Targeting traffic, optimizing for search engines, evaluating domains, and let's not forget long hours in traffic just to spend quality time with your family. Now imagine yourself in a lush tropical paradise, surrounded by the sights and sounds of tropical island music and fun, along with all of your friends in the B2B marketplace. Well, pack your bags and come down to Search Bash, Jamaica! WebmasterRadio.fm invites you to a weekend of island bliss. Webmaster Radio presents Search Bash Jamaica. September 15th through the 18th in the Grill, Jamaica. Log on now to SearchBash.com and sign up today. You know how big our Search Bash parties are. Now imagine a fabulous, all-inclusive, fun-filled weekend in a tropical island paradise. Rooms are filling up fast, so sign up now. Webmaster Radio presents Search Bash Jamaica. September 15th through the 18th in the Grill, Jamaica. Don't miss out. Log on to SearchBash.com. Calm now. Back to Rainmaker, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. All right, folks, we are back, and uh, let me let me let me open up this microphone here. Rasta, what a Daran. How are you, my friend? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm in Negril, Jamaica. How how is how's the weather down in the grill? Bright and sunny, bright and sunny. Yes, sunny that's what I like it. We like to hear that. Bright and sunny. We've just gone through a week of miserable, soggy brain rained here. Okay, it's, it's, it's the complete opposite in Jamaica. It's very bright and sunny. And yeah, man. Well, the last time we were there, Barry, it was the rainy season, right? <laughs> yeah, it, you had a couple of days of rain. And after you left, it's been sunny. Uh, perfect. That's all we care about is that it's the perfect weather for our birthday boy, Tim, when now, he gets there. Now, now, now Barry, on, on the line with us is um, is a gentleman by the name of Tim Bratton. He's he's going to be down there with us in the grill, and uh, it's his birthday. So can, wow. can you give us an idea of, like, you know, give, give everybody a description of, like, Mayfield Falls and some of the stuff that we have to look forward to when, when we get down there? Okay, if he's a person that loves adventure, he can try the, the, the Mayfield Falls, climb the Mayfield Falls, lots of fun. The, the poor guys down there, they know what they're doing, and they'll give him a good tour. He can go up to Rick's Cafe, and if he's brave enough, he can jump off a farther foot and cliff. So it's the if cliff diving down at Rick's. Yeah, and <laughs> he can go snorkeling, horseback riding, trail. You can go up, up the trail, up Negril Hills Trail. Yeah, that's right. 
We did that last time. We 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 rode ho- horses on the beach. It was uh, it was pretty Very good. Very romantic. Now, now I, I have to ask you: <clears throat> do do they have windsurfing or kiteboarding there? Yes. Um, they they have um, kayak. Kayaks, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of windsurfing, but I know it's it's around. Windsurfing, but but not the not the kiteboarding. Okay. No. Y- yeah, no. you know, it, there's not, there's not, you know, I'll tell you this, t- uh, Tim. There's not big waves there. This is no, t- not, yeah. not big waves. Yeah, no, this is the the Caribbean. It's nice. It's just calm. It's smooth, mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, well, I uh, did, I did, I did call our hotel specifically for for Tim and did find out they do have um, windsurfers. Great. Right, like. Not well, not our hotel, but yeah. just down just the beach. Yeah, guys, guys, guys on the beach, have, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, you can pretty much get everything down on the beach now. Um, t- <laughs> Tim, is there anything else you want to know from uh, from from our favorite from Rasta down under? Well, it's down under. covered uh, weather <laughs> activities, <laughs> yeah. water sports. Yep. Uh, you guys have plenty of rum down there. Lots of rum. Lots <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> you got Abelson, you got Bacardi, you got um. Now you got the Appleton States. Yeah, and you can be JB. real Jamaican. <laughs> well, a, a, well, lot, a, a lot of rum that you can blend well, and well, make a rum punch. We'll definitely, we'll definitely be doing the rum punch thing. That's yes. for sure. And this is exciting, and you get to meet Tim Barry on. Um, well, we won't say exactly when when they're arriving, but next week you get to meet them. That's right. That's and, right. And Tim, you get yeah. to meet Barry because he will be. Uh, your official it'll tour be guide guiding you back. Yeah, when you pick him up, it'll be his birthday. Just, just so you know. So if, you, if you're a fan of if you're a fan of Bob Marley, you can go to the Bob Marley Museum. Yeah, <laughs> Bob Marley. That, 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 that's in Orcheries. <laughs> there you go. It, 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 it's a little right, but if you want to meet Bob Marley, that's where you got to go. There you go. There if, you if go. If you if you want to meet Peter Tosh, um, it's about an hour away. Okay. If you if you want to go to the Peter Tosh Museum. That's, a, that's about an hour from Nigris. Sweet. Barry, I, I, I got to tell you, we're looking forward to it, my friend. Me too, me too. We, looking we, forward to it. I've been telling my friends that I have some friends coming from the state and they plan to have lots of fun. You better so believe we, it. We, we are looking forward to it. Well, we will be on a plane Tuesday, so we will, we will we, we'll be there bright and early, and uh, we can't wait to get this going. Barry, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll see we'll you soon, see buddy. We'll see you in Jamaica. Bye, Darren T- and Brandy. Take, it, e- take yeah. it easy, buddy. Bye, Barry. Nice to see him. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There you go. So, Tim, look at your birthday is going to be filled with all sorts of exciting adventures. I think so. Tropical oasis, fabulous scale. Mark in the background playing myself back in my ear. Would you plug yourself back in? <laughs> Turn it down over there. <laughs> if I tell Mark once, I tell a million times, plug yourself. Tim, you're going to have to just, uh, we're going we're gonna to turn Mark over to you, and we'll let you just whip him into shape w- w- once you get on the, onto the island. But, you know. We're throwing uh, the goat back and forth right now, just, just, so you, just so you know. But, you know, for future shows, some of the stuff, or, or listen to me, future shows, you're going to say yes yeah. to that show. <laughs> No, but I think the part that so much you you've done so much, you know, you're, you're able to follow your passion, and I think that's been a, a consistent theme in your career. But what I'd love to talk about is how to instill that kind of allegiance that you have in employees when you're when you're at a point where oh my God, we're not able to pay the bills, but we're so damn close. Let's not yeah. go under now when we see everyone else sinking around us. Yeah. And and to get people to align themselves like that is no small feat. So I want to talk about how you got through some of the thin times, how you enrolled people to stay on board with you, how you were able to, you know, even though you had this great technology, how you were able to market yourself so you could sell yourself, you know, the different, you know, the, the different um, iterations of Tim, I think um, would be wonderful education for all of our listening audience. The different, yeah, that'll take an hour all by itself. Yeah, the different iterations <laughs> thereof. I, I, but I, I will say, I want to say this on the air. Tim is one insightful chap. He, right? Oh, you're gonna, you don't say I, that. Because he throws this up in my face all the time. I totally <laughs> am. because You noticed something about me that he didn't, and he's really perceptive about I me. know, but, but, but t- t- Tim's just very, very insightful. He and he, like, he was able to peg something on Brandy and, and just look at her and go, so how did that make you feel? And, and she was like... Uh, <laughs> it was yes, great. Sir. It was really great, and, was. and that just that 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 just kind of shows, um, you know. The, uh, I think between you know both you and Susan, that uh, little nickname you guys were given is fairly apropos. Mm, thank you. 
Yeah, yeah, indeed. It is. Indeed. And lovely people. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stay on because you made me. I wanted to change the time of the show. This is my downtime, Tim. What? This is Brandy's like tabula rasa sort of blank slate mind. Time. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the game now. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're da- we're, we're, I want to keep Tim. <laughs> Tim's about to turn in another year. Well, t- Tim, Tim, Tim is going to get on an airplane shortly, and then, uh, then you'll, you'll get a bunch of time with Tim. This is very true. See, we'll spend a lot of time having deep, connected conversation on the beach. Absolutely. I like that. Honest. I love Tim. Can I ask you an honest question? Those <laughs> 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 the ones you've been asking me? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, no, no. I was being facetious. But, um, <laughs> no, but we're going to have a fabulous time. Thank you so much for taking the time and being a guest today. And thank you so much for choosing such a great bride and Susan because you guys are a, a charming and lovely couple and we love that she contributes. Uh, to us, and you know what's so crazy is I just heard. Hello, this is I'm going to say this out loud because I just think this is humorous. What? I just heard. You know, Tony Blair is stepping down <laughs> as prime minister. You find that humorous? I do find that humorous because you know what I think. <laughs> what? I think Tony Blair stepped down. I think um, Susan stepped down. <laughs> Danny stepped down. <laughs> I think Tony Blair is going to have a radio show on Webmaster Radio. Oh God! Oh, there you go. There you go. It'll be Tony. Go, go Susan. after that European audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, she's all about. She's all about that. <laughs> Tim, this is this has been good. We totally got to dive though and let you go. Uh, I am so looking forward to next week. I'm 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 excited beyond belief, and I'm I'm glad that you were on tonight. And looking forward to next week with you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, and I'm looking forward to doing more shows. Whatever works out for you guys. You better believe Rock it. Rock on. Thank you. All right, Tim. We will have you back very very soon. Okay. Take it easy, buddy. Have a All great right, evening. Thanks, Enjoy the rest couple of days until your new year. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Take it easy, Tim. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it, folks. I'm not getting off now. I'm finally feeling... You're, are you, you're not You're not like... I thought you were cutting me off. No. <laughs> I thought you were silencing me. No. No silencing your wife. Bad, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Look at her. She's, she's just totally gone loopy <laughs> yeah, on me I now. Know. I'm actually in such a good mood. <laughs> I, feel like I was so irritated at the beginning of the show. Oh, and I'm in a really good mood now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a little upset because there's I, Tim has so much to lend to the listening audience, and we sort of scratched the surface with him. That that is true. Um, and, and folks, I I I'm very very certain that uh, you guys would love to dive into a, a part two with Tim. Um, you know just briefly um you know he's he is uh, as a public speaker has uh had such speaking engagements as uh the i hollywood forum ces uh nab media summit streaming media west i mean you know just maybe he can go to the streaming on. media west conference oh yeah course. there you go <laughs> anyway um but but you can look at it. I'm not going to read these out loud because even though I, we're allowed to ask questions from here, I think this is kind of private information. But his top five accomplishments are, are really, I mean, yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're very, amazing accomplishments. Yeah, they are, and in so many different facets. So anyway, well, the Brattons uh, are an amazing couple. All right, Just enough enough focus I know, on like, they, oh my god, they're so pretty, <laughs> they're so they're so smart, you know. Yeah, well, I'm even making myself sick, but it's true. That's uh, it is true. It is, true. is they're true. They're good-looking people who are smart. And have a lot of uh, they got a lot going on. They got well, they got, got a lot, lot of integrity. On. Oh, Indeed. and then I'd also like to talk to Tim, talking about a lot going on. Yeah, because um, I forget Susan sent me some email or something. Would he plug himself uh, over he there? He just left. I don't know where he went. <laughs> anyway, but the point is, Susan had sent something, and, and she was talking. About, oh, I think. Oh, I think they were talking about Burning Man and how her and her husband are so. Um, organized, yeah, oh, and they absolutely. do so much, and and they really always seem to be like they're like the most non plus people that I know. Oh yeah. So just even having a, a talk about how you know how you prioritize, how you sort of maneuver through things with ease, how they have the ability to fully unplug so that they can recharge and then take on their newest, um, you know, project with zest and zeal. I think that's a whole addition. Zest and zeal, song. I love it. Zest and zeal. All right, with that, let's get out of here. We're, we're going to do I that. Uh, I do want to welcome everyone who is new into the chat room tonight, and uh, for those of you who have logged in via the new uh, desktop application, I'd like to thank you for trying that out and encourage you to continue to do so and use the send to a friend feature. Send, send it around. Pass it to your buddies who are in the business and uh, uh, would would benefit from hanging out uh, in the community. And quotes, or quotes, wha- however you pronounce your name, uh, the little uh, highlight thing under there. You got to remember the client's still in beta. A little highlight thing under the banner is um, is just a place on the skin 
for us to actually use that skin in other ways uh, for uh, for a variety of reasons like we we can uh, we can change that skin around in you guys and and it automatically does a push to your client to your desktop uh, with yeah with just an auto update so it just uh, you know it's it's just an area that we're still playing with that's all um, so fairly simple and you know what if you guys and, and don't forget this station was built on was built on you that doesn't sound very good well, no. no but it's it true really so if you have any questions inspirations or what have you the station is for you and truly by you so you know rock on brandy at webmasterradio.fm send your send your questions send your inspirations yeah this needs to be for you so we want to hear your opinions right and quotes uh to answer that question absolutely it was actually in there in the alpha and it was removed from the beta uh, because we're reformatting uh, the XML. But yes, it'll all be in there. And we are definitely, um, you know, receptive to your feedback on that. This has been something that uh, a lot of people have really wanted and uh, needed. And it does. It simplifies uh, participating with uh, the station. And, um, you know, we want, it, uh, we, we want it to be simple and easy to use and give you guys kind of everything you need in, in, a, in a nice, cool tool. So... Uh, definitely feel free to, to send that email. Um, you know, there it is in the chat room, Brandy at webmasterradio.fm or Thanks. Darren at WMR.fm. But that's D-A-R-O-N. There you go. Because <laughs> I want to make sure he gets that email. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Uh, in the meantime. There I, was something else I really needed to mention, and I, and I as forgot. Did you? But that's okay when I remember. I'll let everyone know. There you go. In the meantime, uh, folks, I do want to let you know that uh, next week we are out, obviously, because we'll be on the beaches in Well, no, no, no. Jamaica. N- not all of us. No, no, not all of us. <laughs> Just but, some but, of us. But, but oh, you, you, and you, I. And, you and I. Oh, so we won't be here R- because we'll be on the beaches. Boy. <laughs> let, let me see if I can say that one again. <laughs> folks, next week <laughs> we we're not going to be here, Brandy and I. We're going to be on the beach. <laughs> and uh we'll be back with Rainmaker. <laughs> you have to speak in small syllables. Following for me. week. You did this thing with your hand. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe cool. sign language might help. <laughs> I don't know. Folks, uh if you're traveling to Jamaica, make sure that you travel safe. Uh, make sure you follow the instructions and don't end up in Kingston. Yeah, you don't no, want to no, do no that. No getting off the plane in Kingston. Stay firmly on board. There's nothing, unfortunately, for you to see there. That's that's right. Uh, and Todd, stay close. I want to talk to you after this. Oh. Uh, yeah. I do, too. You stay after class, Todd. <laughs> Folks, we will see you in a couple of weeks. If you're traveling to Jamaica, please be safe. We'll see you on the beach. And for everyone else, stay tuned for your regularly scheduled programming because it will be here for you.